Did you know that Can We Be Real's first birthday is coming up in the middle of May? And we wanted to say thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And also, there's a birthday present that you can give to us, and it's absolutely free. You know that follow button on either Apple or Spotify? 63% of the audience who listens to this podcast have not hit that button yet on either of those platforms. And our goal is to get that down to 50% so that we have at least 50% of our audience who have hit follow on either Apple or Spotify. This helps us move up the charts. It helps us to grow, which means we can invest more money in making this podcast even bigger and better in our second year. So if you can help us reach our goal of 50% of the audience, that's another 13% of you who listen right now, hitting that follow button on Apple or Spotify to help us to continue to grow, that would be the best first birthday present ever. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey everybody, welcome to Can We Be Real? And we're just being real. I'm just here with Matthew and Bagsy being real. We've got a closed Facebook group as well, so if you uh, get the chance, join us. All you have to do is request to get into the group and we will accept you in there straight away. And you have full control in that group, guys. You can do whatever you like, throw your memes in there, you can chat with Michelle, do whatever you like. Do whatever you like. Um, you'll never guess who I saw just walking down the street like an ordinary person the other day. Uh, Sam Newman. Oh, Sammy Newman. Sammy Foss. Now, for those uh, overseas who don't know who this guy is, uh, and even in Queensland and New South Wales, he's the guy that used to be on the uh, AFL footy show. Yeah. He's one of uh, the old guys who used to be really famous on TV. For saying really outrageous things. Yeah, and he used to be, as happens all around the world, I think, these days, they used to be loved on TV for that. And then over the years, the recent years, it's been on the nose. And then mm. sort of the more people have said, stop it, we don't like it anymore. He's, in particular, become angry about the fact that people don't like it anymore, so he's become more outrageous and said worse things. He's got a podcast <laughs> You now. know, yeah, and, and he keeps saying worse and worse things and people go, no, seriously, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Also, he has the most incredible facelift of um, – <laughs> <laughs> he's got one of those crazy facelifts where you go, where are your eyes at? Yeah. Where are your eyes? How are you seeing out those slits? <laughs> when I see those – those old guys, I'm going to say. Well, um, he is old. Like, he is actually. Foss. His nickname is Foss, which is short for Fossil. And, I mean, that's been his nickname for, like, literally 40 years. Yeah, he was old being on the footy show, right? Yeah. Like, he was in his 60s. Yeah. So, how old is he now? Like that was 80? at his peak. Yeah. Is he 80? Right. And, but he's, you know, he's in great nick. He is. He's in good shape. Yeah. And he does still look bloody great in a suit. God bless him. And, um, 
you know, I'm, I will say this for him, and I have to say something in support because I, I don't want to just shit can an old fart for bloody, you know, for for on this show for no good. But um, he years and years and years ago, when I first got into show business, I was doing a show at the ABC. I didn't first get in, but early, in my early days, I was doing a TV show at the ABC, and I had a wardrobe mistress who she she made clothes for me or she got the clothes for me to wear. And she also worked at Channel 9 and she worked on the footy show and Foss was one of her charges over there. And she loved him. And this lady was lovely, gorgeous mm. woman. Mm. And she had been working with him for 20 years then. Mm. And she said to me, honestly, that and he was controversial already by then. And um, she said, no, look, honestly, that's all a bit of an act. She said, he is the loveliest guy he is the guy who remembers everyone's name on the crew. He knows everyone's kids' names. He genuinely knows what everyone's kid is up to at school, what sports they do. You know, he's a genuinely good person. So, And she said other guys on the show, other stars on the show were not. Mm. But she said he, Sammy Newman, was a genuinely good guy to her and to the other crew. So... I always sort of thought to myself, okay, well, her word's good enough for me. And I thought he must be an okay guy. And um, the other place that I ran into him was one Christmas. My dad and I, my parents came down for Christmas. They were still living in Queensland. And my dad and I went to um, Les Twentyman's soup kitchen, essentially. Sure. To homeless people. And Sam was there. And Les said to me, oh, he comes every year. No media, no anything like that. Sam just comes and spends every Christmas morning here um, handing out food and I like that. and gifts to the kids. And mm. I, I don't know if anyone knows that, and I'm sure Sammy probably still does that. So, Exactly. You can't judge someone. Well, I don't think anyone's two-dimensional. I think we're exactly. all complicated animals, yeah. and I think that Sam does and says a lot of shit things, but he also does and says a lot of good things because he's a three-dimensional person. Um, but seeing him in the street, just it just reminded me of, I, I just feel like I'm so lucky because I came into the entertainment industry at this great time when it was still razzle-dazzle, mm. you know, when mm -hmm. I came into show business was in the 90s. Mm -hmm. That's when I first got into television. I was a writer at first on some, um, on in Melbourne tonight and these like old school showbiz shows mm -hmm. and I got to meet you know, Bert Newton and work with writers who had written for um, Graham Kennedy. Mm. And I worked in the ABC in the studio that Countdown was made in and all of that stuff. And I, I just don't think that exists anymore. So, but so you love showbiz. I love show business and, so much. And, but you, there's a part of it that you love that is not about like the hooray for Hollywood kind of vibe. It's more of the the... The art of the show yeah, business. Yeah, the art of, of it like, and the fun of it. Yeah. The fun of seeing the set from backstage and seeing literally the gaffer tape that's holding the set together, you right. know? And seeing. It's all fake. It's all fake. And knowing that and loving that and loving, loving how things are made to look beautiful on television, but sure. how they're really made and seeing how they're made by real people with real hands and the cleverness of how things are made to look. Because everything's are there to designed to fit inside the camera shot, yeah. right? And then everything outside the camera shot doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And how everything looks huge on TV and then when you get there, it's really small. And sad. It's not sad. No, I think it's, it's sad because you, you, you build up these places. <laughs> 
And then you get there, even like uh, the project, right? Yeah, it's Tony. You think, oh, I'm going to go to the project and watch a live show and Michelle's going to be on the set and Tommy's going to be there and Carrie's going to be yeah. there. And then you get there and you're like, oh. It's Tony. It's, it's not as exciting. It's, it's way better to watch it in your living room. Yeah, like, it's, it's not. So it's, tiny. It, I actually don't under, I understand the idea of a live audience and what the benefit is for them to go and watch the show. I have no idea. Because they're ruining their own experience. Yeah, I could never understand why anyone was there. Because you fun. also spend a lot of time watching them, yeah. the, the hosts, Watch the TV. Totally, on like, the project. A yeah. lot of it's pre-recorded. Yeah. So you sit there going, oh, they're not doing anything. Or you actually spend a lot of time watching the hosts on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it that's, was really – I'm not being mean. I, no, I know that, you know – But that's one of the things I love about Morning Wars. You mm. know how every time the cameras go off, they're on their phones? Yeah. That's such a – one of those subtle things that we were talking about earlier about, like, off air, about how there's so many great things on Morning Wars that are so true about yeah. TV, and that's one of them for me. But is that a lot to do with – um, and I'm going to talk from a radio point of view. Yeah. When we're put into a room um, with three or four people that may not necessarily all think the same way. Yeah. And every day we have to give opinions to each other consistently for three hours. We're pissing each other off. Everyone's pissing each other off in the room. Like that's what, you, that's what if you sat around the table every day with yeah. your friends, you'd piss them off after a while with a few opinions, right? And oh, we all liked each other a lot on the project, but you know what no, the I'm worst thing? I'm talking about thing? the radio side of things, right? Do you yeah. think that the phone is a way to go, I can't, I know, I've just... Yeah, I don't want to have a conversation with you, so I'm going to climb into my phone, totally. But the TV aspect for me was the live TV thing that I think they capture on Morning Wars was everyone checking Twitter to see what the reaction is to what I've just said on TV, yeah. which is a really bad habit, Yeah, really bad habit to get into. Totally. And... When I started in TV, there was no social media. So, again, it was a really beautiful world where you were just doing what you're doing for the audience that's there mm. and for each other and you're trusting yourself, you're trusting what's happening in the room. There's no fear of what people are saying at home or there's no second guessing, there's no fear of being cancelled, mm. there's no fear of any of that and... That was part of the magic of television mm. and part of the, the glory of show business in those days. So you've been through that and you're really lucky. Yes, I th- I, I so think, lucky. I, I think you're one of the luckiest people in Australian. I agree. I, I, don't, I don't even know how to describe you now because I don't see I you as an Australian my- media person because the thing is you're now not a, a media person. You're a podcaster, right? But you've gone from being in that show business, riding that wave, being around the Graham um, Kennedy riders and all of these like people that are just so lauded in that industry. You've come through and then you're now in this podcast, you're now highly successful in the podcast space with Australian True Crime and now building the second podcast. And this, this is there's no show business here. There's just none. No, this is just. But there's no show down. business anywhere. I mean, now. No, but isn't it? When I walk around, like I went and did a show for Channel Seven a couple of weeks ago, a true crime show. It was made in an office building, and I was like, "Oh man, there's no." Like no, but is that, Channel 7 anymore, like in the old good? days. No, I, I mean, I, see, I think it's great. I miss it because this is what I'm saying to you. Years ago, when you went to Channel 9 to do anything. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. But not it, yeah, or, or t- something tiny. Like you yeah. went, just went to Channel 9 to do anything. You went to Channel 9 in Melbourne or Sydney. It was the big building. You went through the doors. It, there were the photos of all the Channel 9 stars all sure. the way along the hallways. Yeah. You would walk past the Hey Hey It's Saturday wheel, mm. you know, out the back. Yeah. You're walking past the TV shows, all the sets, mm. the Berg's Backyard set. Yeah. The, all the showbiz is there. 
that's not anywhere no, anymore. No, it's falling off a cliff really fast. Channel and, 10 is an office building. Yeah. But I think it's – that's what I'm saying. It's you're, sad. You're, no, I do not no, think it's sad at all. remember when you talked about going to Ellen? Yeah. Remember, you remember, you know, the, the Warner Brothers lot yep. in LA? Yeah. We don't have anything like that in Australia anymore. We used to. I think that. Even, I think even that lot would be downsizing right now. I think it's still I, I, there. I, think, I went I to think, it a yeah, few years ago. Of course, it's ago. still there. But the internet right now. Yeah. This whole even celebrities, even big, you know, yeah. like we're talking about, which these celebrities aren't rolling through these radio stations anymore nah. because they're going on podcasts. Yeah. And I just think there's this shift that's happening, and the it's not it's not. Uh, People. I don't miss it for myself. I mean, I'm happy, very happy in my life. You had your career. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm happy in my life. But mm. I just, I do. You're think, sad for the next generation. Yeah, no, I'm I think sad I think that's they're gone. Lo- I think they're happy. I think the younger generation, because because you're extremely lucky, lucky as well as in that you're talented, right? So you got to get into that. Yeah, uh, I feel like I feel very lucky. I got both though. Right? I feel very lucky. I got to come up through that. But now, and see all that and experience that, and that I get to be here now. Yeah, and now, but the thing is, now there can be a kid that's twenty-four. Yeah, that doesn't have to. Similar to the Abby Chatfield chat. Yeah, definitely. They can turn TikTok on. Yeah, they can start talking to that audience. They can build their audience. Yeah, they can start a podcast, and they don't need to fight to go through that whole. No. I used to get Wank. to go and have a have lunch break in the Channel Nine cafeteria, and I and, know, and you know, but that's um, a cafe, mate. No, but all the stars would come through and have their lunch there, and then I'd go and watch a bit of um, Larry Emder doing The Price Is Right in the audience, just for shits and giggles. But, but and I, I think what's happening now so is that the, the, the TikToker, yeah, right, is what dancing on the train. Filming I'm talking about different styles, of, but but I think no, I think there's the TikToker who's creating, who's a clever creator, yeah. who's hanging out with other clever creators. Yeah, and I think they are idolizing. Like for example, Yulia is actually someone who does this, and I don't even realize it. What? But Your beautiful wife. She will walk past someone and be like, "Oh, that's this blogger." Really? Right? And I'm like, "I've got no, that." Just looks like another person at the. Yeah. She's like, they're really famous, and I'm like, oh, "I'm sorry, I don't know what who they are. I've never seen them on Ellen or anything." Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then she'll show me, and they've got you know five million followers, and they're running this business, and they're doing this stuff, and they've got a fashion line, and, and I'm like, "Okay, that's I love that." I love that. I understand what the show business was that for a select group. Yeah. I love now that it's got this place for. No, I miss performers. It's, 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 I miss performers. But, you, but they are performers. No, they're, they're not. They're just the, they are. No, they're not. They are. They're fashion designer and they're great, and that's great for them. But I miss, I miss Rhonda Birchmore coming out and singing a number on the Today Show on on the midday show. No, I miss performers. There's not much room for performers anymore. There's where on Australian television can. And it, can it, can Justin because, Bieber sing a song? Because if he came? TV's over. I know, and I miss it. It's okay. Yeah, they're on YouTube. It has to be okay because it is what it is. Yeah, they're on. They're, but there's performers. They're on YouTube. They're on TikTok. They're on Instagram. They're on podcasts. Yeah, it's just what we knew doesn't exist. Yeah, to the level that we all wanted it to last for. Yeah, yeah. I miss I, it. It was fun. I, I, and by the way, I'm talking to you. I know. I didn't get that experience. Yeah. Right? Mm. It was a lineage. What I'm saying is it was a lineage and it was fun to work towards and to make it into. Mm. It was cool to get to the Logies. But isn't this... And to look around and go, I'm sure it will be, but but to to sit at your table at the Logies the first time and look around and go, I made it. I made it. Yeah. And to look around and see, see the lineage and... 
to run into, you know, have someone, Patty Newton, say hello to you in the toilet and go, oh, my God, I made it. It was amazing. And it's over. Well, yeah, it's dying very quickly. Oh, it's dead, girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's dead. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I am very lucky that I got to see To both, experience yeah, that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And understand it. Yeah. And um, I'm talking about people a lot of people have never heard of. Which well, is dead. Like, 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 yeah, Patty Newton. Um, I know. I don't understand, like, and I want this to come across in the most respectful way. But why do we respect her? Because she was Sorry, a great performer. No, that's fine. Because she was a great performer, and because I was when she. I, yes, she was absolutely a great singer and dancer and a great performer. And when I was, she went. She entertained the troops in Vietnam. She was from that. She was a performer from the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. Yeah, and I. That's. I want to make sure that I. Uh, that what I said is pretty a bit disrespectful there. No, I but understand. Yeah, to me, I'm like sorry. Yeah, she what, wasn't what always. Did this lady do? She wasn't like, always an old lady. Like she was, yeah. you know, genuinely a singer, an mm. actor, um, a dancer, theatre, film, television. Mm. Um, you know, so and as a little girl, these were people that I was watching on television. My parents were watching mm. and. Just this, this gang Australiana. Of, totally. And and maybe we're becoming a, very global now with TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah, but also- That we don't have those iconic Aussie act, like people anymore, right? No, and also a lot of the people who are super famous aren't performers. You know, they're not- But what is that? Well, this is what I'm saying. They're not what, actors, what, singers, dancers, comedians. They're not people who have- like worked hard to hone a craft Can and I keep working at it. And- what, 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 um, like with a comedian, mm. because I know that a lot of people on TikTok label themselves as comedians, right? They, yeah. they, they give themselves the title. Yeah. Right. But, um, well, you know what I'm saying. Like, no, no, no. They're not going out in clubs four or five right. nights a week, honing an act, because working their way up. Because, because technology's allowed them to yep. perform. And I, I, I'm not saying. I understand. I compl- I'm on your side on this. I'm not on any side. I'm just saying that. No, I, but yeah, but I, it was just more targeted. It was just like that kind of, um, you know, like, as I say, a lineage. It was just like yeah. there, you know, these streams and just working your way into. And like Graham Kennedy, for example, you know, um, these people who would started in radio or started in comedy and just kind of working their way into these other streams, but then doing acting, then doing, you know, hosting TV shows. and. Do you know, know why I don't like it? Because it's people choosing, right? It's people choosing whether someone can be successful. No, no, not necessarily. It, it, it is. No. It, it, that system was built around every people choosing. Every one of choosing. these people, believe me, every one of these people was kicked in the teeth, knocked of down, course. told they were no good. Of course. And this is what I'm saying, you know. Uh, but I think algorithms, by- I know this is, but I think t- like the, instant, the tech is allowing just people to put their stuff out there and be discovered without a human interaction, which is taking away that person deciding on you get to have a go, you don't. You get to have a go, you don't. Yeah. That's what I like. I'm, I, I think that's why I'm so passionate about yeah. this side of it, where it's like I love where it's going. I, I don't think it favours talent. I think it does. I think it. I think there's some people think. Of course, I'm, I, don't worry. I've seen shitty videos and gone. That's nothing. And I've seen some people. I'm like, I wouldn't have discovered you if, if, but if also, TikTok what, hadn't. What or, about video? Like, what? what if people aren't into videos? What about audio? But, this is no. But what about people who are right now working on Broadway? Who are like incredible singers and actors? They could get discovered on these platforms. What if they don't want to spend be someone, their time making right. TikToks? Well, because they're that's so okay. busy that's all right. working on their craft that they're yep. not going to 
make TikToks. Okay, then let's go to another level then on tech then. I think there could be someone living in Mackay that has the talent to be on Broadway. Mm -hmm. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, sure. Right? And they can now uh, live stream in and, and do an audition, which they never would have had before. I just think. Sorry, my body just—that's my yeah, body that's actually reacting. reacting. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, uh, he's heard, I know, he's heard my someone, body do that in true crime no, podcasts. But like, it's it's someone has the opportunity to do that but now. Listen, I think it's I better. Know, but I think this it's is much just my better. Visceral reaction as a performer to this—it's changing. Yeah, it, to this whole. I don't think it's bad. revolution. I know you don't, but it's just my. It's just me as a performer. And I have to say, the person who summed this up best, I have to say, is Mia Friedman. She said this to me many, many, many years ago. She said, and and she was right then and she's right now. She said, Michelle, the reason that you struggle so much with this influencer revolution, this was at the very beginning, mm. she said, because, is because it devalues performers. It's not. No, no, listen to me. But no, she was saying to me, that's that was my feeling. She said, she said because it devalues you as a performer. And I said, you're right. That is how I feel. Mm. I feel like it devalues me as a performer. And that and that is still true. I feel that. Whether it's true or not, it, that's how I feel. And I have to give credit to Mia for um, recognising that that's why I was railing against it. Because mm. I feel like a fashion designer with five, 500 million followers... Like great, good for you, but you're still you're a fashion designer. No, okay, you're not a okay. performer. Let, let's get let's get rid of the word influencer, and actually, let, let's forget about because there's different categories, right? Let's use the word cre- let's use the word creator, oh. right? As in, but they are. <laughs> Why? Why is it bad? Because it's not because bad, they're still but crea- just... it's creativity that you admire. It's creativity that you have, and these people are allowed to have the creativity. Yeah, of course, everyone's allowed to do whatever they want. But I'm just saying, I just still miss the the days of the when it was res- harder. No, the respect for performers, the space there for still performers. Is. There still is. Well, our 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 space has shrunk. No. Our, Look, Our space what is you shrunk. what you do now I is performing. I am one. I I am one. So okay, I am okay. All right, I'm, 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 I'm going to give some some um, tough love sure. to to the performers. <laughs> like fucking work it out. <laughs> like if you don't like it, move with it, or it's going to eat you alive, right? And if yeah. you like, I'm sorry that that's brutal, but the thing is, th- things are shifting, and if you're not going to shift with them, I know that. You're done. I know. It is what it is. So I, I get that. You yeah. can't sit around whinging that things have moved. It. I'm not. I know, but I don't but you've moved it. with it. I know. I, I don't have... even know. I don't even know why you're worried. I'm not worried. I just don't love it, and because as Mia said, it's irrational. You know, but I feel like it devalues. Performers and no, I am it's given them more opportunity. Performer, and darling. you've got more opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I you know. know what? You've got a global stage now. <gasps> yes. Like, if if it's about stages, right, and, and actually being able to talk to an audience, which I know you love. I do love. So then, you've now you, you know you used to be on a national drive show, mm. which went to Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, and Perth. Mm. You now heard in eighty four countries. Now I countries. can go to Darwin. Now you can go to Darwin. <laughs> Darwin has the internet. And, they can... and Hobart. No, you're going to. No, you're right. This podcast is now heard on on our little data thing in eighty four countries around the world. Yes, yes, true. I I, I don't know, see... but performer is my identity. What oh, the fuck is oh, this? Is better. I know. You're just going to view I it know. differently. All my performers listening, all my theatre kids are saying, "We hear you, Michelle. We hear 
you know. No, I think they're just holding on to something that doesn't. I know we are. It's not they, it's we from, from my perspective. I know we are. I know we are. But, yeah, it's it's just a little like kid Ronda in me. Like Rhonda Birchmore rolling around the it's studios me and, it's at It's me nine. and Red Hot and Rhonda, babes. But it's like, and it's not a thing. It's a bunch of fuck you, it is so a thing. No, I no. just ran into her in makeup about a month ago. Yeah. She's still rolling around, yeah. don't you worry. That's, you know what? What? No, don't. That's where Rhonda needs to stay. Me and, oh, right? edit that <laughs> no, out. No, no, edit no. that out. What I'm saying is Rhonda's, Rhonda's wheelhouse no. is the Channel 9 makeup it room, It is actually right? not. Now, here's She's the thing. She's cabaret? <laughs> no, yeah, whatever, yeah. right? But like, Red it's, Hot and Rhonda works, Some people, they should that. still hang on to it. Yeah. Well, not her. Others. Because she's still working, don't worry about that. No, but yeah, and she should be. She's great, fantastic. The legs, leg, the legs on her. Legs for days. Legs for days. I mean, and tits. Let's talk about the I rack on I can't say it. that. Oh, magic. But, she, yeah. she worked with Mickey Rooney, for fuck's sake. Some people hold on to traditional media for dear fucking life, and yes. others move with it. Mm. I'm saying. I mean, like, I get it. If you're Daryl Summers, hold on for fucking I mean, dear life. I mean, hold on to your head, <laughs> Daryl. Alrighty, secrets and sparkles. If you've got a secret, you want to share it with Michelle, go to the link in the bio or go to the Instagram page. The link is uh, in the link tree there. All right, secret number one today. Let's get straight into this. Hey, guys, loving the podcast. Um, About six months ago, I started an affair with a colleague Uh after some staff drinks where we realised that both of our marriages were in trouble. Ever since then, we've been having very steamy, relations at work and not at work. Sometimes we call in sick together and we get a hotel for the day. Um, Other times we just fool around at work and we get a kick out of doing that and then rejoining other staff members at the lunch table, knowing that nobody else knows what happens. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we send naughty text messages and photos at work to try and get a a reaction from the other person. We have since both left our marriages for this relationship. However, we work in a, for a religious institution, I guess you could say. (laughs) So this information that we are together is just going to have to filter out very slowly as it will be frowned upon in our workplace. But until then, we're having a great time. Wish us luck. Well, I do, of course. I wish you nothing but luck. Imagine being at work and just going, I'm going to f- – oh, he's, he's in the boss's office. I'm going to fire off a sexy text, as you said. To the to the priest. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Is it, what's going on here? Is, yeah. it, is it a priest and a nun? Oh, I don't know. Oh, look, my boyfriend, Brother Joseph's in with um, in with the deacon. I'm going to send him a picture of my tits. Boom. Boom. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then – but then all of a sudden, if we go legit, oh – not as much fun anymore. Mm. That's what I was worried about. Yeah. So I would suggest keeping it secret for as long as humanly possible to keep it fun. God knows, doesn't he? Well, he, God knows, and that's all <laughs> anyone needs to worry about. And um, now that you're not cheating, Getting I mean. the confessional, guys. Oh, God. That little booth. The little booth. Oh. Oh. God. Um, How good is it, though, when, I love when it. you know? Like you're rooting someone at work. You know, they I know, right? I was like, they it. know, you know. And then I hope they know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then everyone at the table at your, at your drinks is like talking about shit oh, and, and they're gossiping about other people and they've got no idea. Especially now that you've broken up with your partner. So they could be going, oh, so Susie, how's it going? You're dating? <laughs> yeah. And you could go, oh, no, I'm just rooting a really hot guy. And, and he's meanwhile, like, he's there. Fabulous. Yeah. He's got a huge cock and <laughs> just muck around, you know. And, um, oh, God, I love all – I'm just so jealous. Yeah. I'm going to say this right now. 
I'm jealous. Jealous? Green. Okay. All right. Green with envy. Yeah. Don't ruin it by going legit. Mm. Keep it secret. And keep up the great work. Is that a is that a file? Keep it secret. I'm opening up. I'm opening the desktop here. I've opened the desktop. <laughs> new file. Yeah. Keep it secret. Keep it secret. Oh, you lucky bitch. All right. Here is secret number two. <sighs> Hi, Michelle. Hi. I went and saw The Lion King. I went and saw it in London. Not the music. At the Lyceum Theatre. Oh. And I was bored out of my brain. Same. When they first came down, it was all exciting and, wow, that's amazing. Mm. But it gets old and the storyline, really, it's not great. No, we get it. So, yeah, I just wanted to tell you, like you, I found The Lion King totally boring (sighs) and I couldn't tell anyone I went with Mm. because they were going on about how wonderful it was. Mm. So that's my my secret. I loved it. I know you did, sweetheart. This lady should have come with Louie and I because we got to half time. We had half time. <laughs> I love how you call it half time at a musical. That is the Brisbane in you, mate. Oh, it's like a footy game, guys. We're at half time. Should we go get some nachos? Or we what? didn't get nachos. We had a drumstick each and we were back on the train. I said to him, Are we done? He was about four. He goes, Oh, I'm done. Is it four? He was four years old. Far Darling out. wouldn't even come. She said, yeah. What is it? The Lion, Lion King. King. She goes, musical. I go, yeah, mate. She goes, I'm staying at Nan's. And like so, I've said to you before, I am surprised that you, you're quite a cultured person. You don't like musicals. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. We didn't even make it to halftime. Well, who the fuck's going to chitty, chitty, bang, bang? It had a bang, flying bang. car. <laughs> they kept saying, it's got a flying car. We didn't even see the f- car fly. Darley shat herself before the halftime. Did you get to the song? Nah. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. No. Nope, whatever Dal, it does. Dal shat herself literally. And, I mean, in her defence, she was about two and a half. And, and I said, well, we're out. Oh, mate, shat herself. One of the um, DMs that we do get a lot is the time that you gave us a bit of stairs. Your version Musicals. of how stairs oh, the musical. I'm going up the stairs. I'm going up the stairs. I'm going up the stairs. Now the stairs, up the stairs, up the stairs. Will I jump? No. I'm going to jump. No. Just run up the stairs. I'm running up the stairs. I think after you did that episode. Uh, up them, down them, up them, down them, yeah. up them, down them, stairs. Yulia and I went and saw um, Tina Turner, the musical. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, actually, it's a fucking great musical. Yeah, it's in sure. Sydney. Yeah. Bit of a shout out there. What, to Sydney? To Sydney. If you're, gonna, if you're, no, if you're, no, if you're in Sydney. I'm sure Sydney's thrilled. No. Tina turned the musical. It was a really good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been. But there were lots of stairs. And I was were laughing they? the entire musical. What thinking, stairs got to do with it? It's, the stairs are spinning. Are they? They're rotating around. They're, yeah, they're all up here. They're Why? down there. Where are we going to go? Well, I don't know. They, they need to get height. For Tina some reason. Turner's not famous for stairs, as far as no, I recall. No, she's all over the stairs, mate. Is she? Singing up and down. Actually, one of the major... I'll be a private dancer on the stairs. Yeah. Dancer for money up and down. You know what? Well, what you want me to do at the top of the stairs. Well, the, the, the beginning of the musical mm. is a set of stairs, right? Fair dinkum. Which is the set of stairs. I'm not a spoiler alert here, guys, but it's the set of Big stairs. Big wheels keep on turning. Keep on yeah, it's the back of the stage, and you can see her. She's about to run out. Her and Ike? 
No, just her oh. onto the stage for her big performance. Yes, but you know, watching this from the stage, it's yeah, it's a oh, real, so it's a we're POV, back, it's we're a POV. Backstage with Tina, we're backstage with Tina. She's about to run out, yeah, and do. And then, of course, uh, simply the best, which, oh, which is shit. But the, so it starts right at the halftime of the rugby league grand final, nineteen eighty six. No, because it's a, it's an American musical, but like, oh, yeah, I mean, I was hoping Mel Meninga would feature in it. Oh no, no, not Mel Meninga, <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Can we say that? Yeah. Okay. And say whatever you want. You, you got to be real or what? Yeah, I'm smell real. Meninga, what does that my, mean? Because I remember my dad. It means nothing. Me across the... It's just a joke, right. mate. Your dad can bar down. Yeah, I know. Because I said joke. it one time at a, at a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone needs to say Mel Meninga. <laughs> Smell my finger at a buffet. And he clipped me across the ears. <laughs> Simon. Yeah. Oh, Mel would love that. He's a beautiful man. Now. I made a phone call to you and I said to you, if we're going to do a live show, maybe you need to have a set of stairs I'm and do, do a number. Stairs, yep. Right? Up the stairs, down the stairs. I think people will want that. I'll do, the, I'll do a medley of up the stairs, down the stairs. <laughs> we're just going to a few sets of stairs yeah, on the stage. happy to. Right? Yeah. Whatever's at the theatre. Yep, I'll do a slow version because you have to do a few versions <laughs> totally. of all the songs. Yeah, the reprise. Right. You have to do a just reprise. Just you sitting on the stairs. Pensively oh, looking pondering. off, just a spotlight oh, on you. Up the stairs. It, about my life of going up and down stairs <laughs> as a metaphor for my career, for the ups and downs of my career. Yeah. I've Get been, into the closed Facebook group if you want to, you know, I've been workshop this idea for the I've live show. Downstairs, <laughs> I've lay on stairs, I've slept on stairs. Yeah. So the Lion King's a no-go. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Borza, we get it. You people, you're holding puppets of animals. We get it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. How are you filing it? We get it? We get it. I, I, I couldn't agree more, Dals. You should come to musicals with me. And walk out at half time. We're, we're gone by half time, Dals. <laughs> <laughs> we're beating the traffic. <laughs> Is there traffic in a musical? I feel like... <laughs> I don't know. How big a concert are you going to? I wouldn't have a clue. I've Katie Perry, a- I get it. This is secret number three. My confession is that it wasn't until the episode on the 29th of August that I heard someone other than my parents use the phrase from arsehole to breakfast time. They are from Dolby, so <laughs> maybe it's part of the Darling Downs dialect. Mm. Okay. Okay, that's it. Yeah, look, it probably is. It's a big one in our family from mm. our soul to breakfast time. Um, and Dolby, yeah, my dad was obsessed with Dolby. And, in fact, he's one of his best... Where's, fr- where's Dolby? Well, it's west of Toowoomba. Which is where you grew which up. Which is where I grew up. And, in fact... Um, one of his best friends, whose name is Asshole, um, he he has a mantra, which is um, never invest in anything with tits or tyres and never go, never travel west of Dolby. Mm. So that's how I know that, that I remember that Dolby is west of Toowoomba. And right. it's a beautiful little hamlet west of Toowoomba. And um, What's the population there? It's tiny it's though. It's, it's really it's, small. It's like yeah. two thousand people or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it's not as small as it used to be. Of course, you know, people would say, "Oh, you wouldn't know Dolby these days. You wouldn't know it. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't know it." I feel like what, you'd know it if we rang my nan right now and said, "How's Dolby, nan?" She'd go, "Oh, you wouldn't know it. <laughs> oh, it's big now." Matthew's just googled it. Matthew, tell us the population of Dolby. In 2016, it was 12,700. It's quite big, actually. It's bigger than what I thought. If you, we, my nan 
would die a thousand deaths if mm. we told her that right now. She'd say, I don't believe it. She it's a metropolis. Grew, she grew up in a town called Ackland, which is out Dolby Way, and it actually doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> like, like it's oh, they actually, gave up. It's a ghost town. Ackland is a dead set ghost oh, yeah. town. Wow. Isn't it? See? It's like a yeah, movie set. It, it just shows a Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, it's a Wikipedia. Oh. It's a ghost town. It was like a mi- it was a coal mine or something when Why she was. That'd little. be sad to like I know, it's have grown sh- up in a place that doesn't exist anymore. It's cr- my nan is crazy town. I remember she's someone who's 98 and she's still just whirling around with her friend Sue and um, she came down to Melbourne one time and we took my kids, my mum and my nan and my kids and went to the museum and they had like this display of olden days world basically, how olden days people used to live and it had an outdoor toilet Yeah, and all these people were going, oh my god and and it was like when the, the shit tin man used to come and like take the tin oh. out, you know, and put a new tin in there. And my nan was laughing and she goes, all these people going, oh, imagine living like this. God, how did people survive? And she goes, I grew up with one of these and my sisters and I used to have to scrub it every Saturday. Oh. <laughs> we weren't allowed huh. out until we'd scrub the shit tin, the toilet, the outside Their toilet. Their own shit tin. No, well, they didn't have to scrub the shit tin. It was just like the little building, the outside yeah. toilet. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been that gross. But but Fuck like out. he actually would take the dunny man because they were very quite hot. They're posh, the ones touching the poo. She would never swear. But, yeah, so they called it the dunny and the dunny man. Mm. And... um. He would come and lift out the tin. Imagine that's his job. Carry it on his back shoulder down the alleyway to his cart. On a hot summer's day. Yeah, in Queensland. And he would bring then a clean tin and sit it in this (laughs) the thunder box, the timber box. And she and her sisters would get out with buckets of bleach and scrub the inside of the building so it smelt fresh. Fresh. Domestos. Yeah, and she's like, these people are talking about it like it was in the time of the Incas. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, that was... Me, my life, my life, yeah, until I got married, yeah, yeah. So, um, good on you, Dolby. Hello, everyone in Dolby, yeah, yes. My nan, you know, had bleach from arsehole to breakfast time every Saturday (laughs) when she was out there cleaning (laughs) the outside dunny. Well, not a secret, but that's okay. Uh, love it, do what you like. Uh, do what this, you like with that. Like. <laughs> with all of that information. Yeah. Uh, this, this is um, the next secret. So, I had. Three young children, and I'm talking young enough that if I was at the shops and I had to go to the toilet, they weren't old enough to just stand and wait yes. outside. So we've all got to go. You know, one, two years old, they'd have to come into the cubicle with me. Yes. And sometimes I'd do a really stinky poo. Yes. And knowing I had to go out there and face other shoppers that were lining up Aww. to go into the toilet, I would come out. Blame the pull kids. my, <laughs> pretend to be pulling up my child's pants and say, well done, well done, you did a poo on the toilet, good job. In fact, one time I did it and this lady passed me to go into the cubicle after me and she like gave him a thumbs up like, well done, mate. <laughs> um, little did she know, it was actually me who Ooh. had destroyed that toilet and just wow. blamed it unbeknownst on my 18-month-old son. So much good so, stuff. That's my secret and parenting advice, actually. If you've got to do a stinky shit, take your toddler <laughs> with you and then um, pretend it was them on your way out. <laughs> Boom. That is such great advice. <laughs> I used to do that. Like, I used to blame my kids for even when I was just buying lots of junk food. I'd go, oh, kids, before yeah. I even had kids. Totally. I love that one, though. And, I, God, you're taking me back to having to take the kids everywhere with me, like, into the toilet. 
cubicle. And a lot of shops have got great parenting rooms where it's like yeah. a suite, you know, yep. you press a button, you open it up, there's a big toilet, a mm. little toilet, sinks, a change table. It's amazing, but a lot of shops don't. And so yeah. you're in that little tiny cubicle with two or three kids. In her case, trying to do a huge shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. what a wonderful woman. Mm. I love you, lady. Great advice there. Great advice. Love it. That's mm. like that's filed under love it. How do, I mean, I don't have kids, so can I blame other people's kids? I'll just take your wife in. And blame her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean she's, She did it. She's she's Russian. You can pretend that they stink. You're <laughs> training her. Just come out and go, good girl, Yulia. <laughs> Good girl learning to use a toilet in Australia. Thumbs up. <laughs> High five. High five. Yeah, yeah brilliant. I, I can't use a squat toilet, can you? Like a bidet? No, Bob. <laughs> I can use a bidet. Only just, though. How great's a bidet? Yeah, they're, uh, like, they're I don't good, want to get but... too passionate here, but I love a bloody Singapore bidet. It took me a long time to... to even try a bidet. I was like, mm, I don't get it. I'm. I think Japanese people yeah. and people living in Singapore think that we're fucked. Oh, up. they would. They'd think we're disgusting like, animals. Yeah, because it's like yes. they're washing it out, right? Yeah, and we're like, oh, I would have smeared around yeah, a bit. Yeah, they would. I <laughs> yeah. get it. I understand. Yeah, theirs why. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. But like, I, we're pigs. I was scared. I was scared for a long time. But um, but a squatter. Squat toilets. You know, in Asia, when you go to the toilet and you mm. just go, oh, well, I suppose it's not as hard for men. I'm just talking for wees. Yeah. And you go, um, you go in there and it's the squat toilets, the yeah. hole and the foot. The Indonesia have marks. these. Yeah. yeah, totally right. I'm, I'm talking like Bali. or, And um, and I go, I can't. And and so many times there's a toilet attendant and they'll be so encouraging. They'll go, yes, you can, yes, you can. Just do this. And they'll even try and show me. And I go, I can't. And I'm trying to say ever since I was a little girl and we'd be driving somewhere and I'd go, I need a wee. And mum would try and take me in the bush. You know, they'd park the car and <laughs> she'd try and take me. I'd just wee all over myself. Like I can't even <laughs> tell you how. I don't know how that happens. I just like. I'm so sorry, Mum. It is all over both of us. I don't know how. It's in my hair. Like, I don't know how. I don't know how this has happened, you know. And still, I just, like, I just can't do the squat toilet. Yeah. And I have to say to them, excuse me, do you have a European toilet? Mm. It's so embarrassing. They're like, oh, God, you're pathetic. Can't do a squat toilet. I don't think I've done a, st- uh, a squatter. Because you can stand up and wee. Yeah. So, yeah, no need for that. Oh, no. It's hell, man. It's hell for a white lady out there, guys. Yeah. It's just In really, Indonesia. In Indonesia, you know how mm. I love Indonesia. And, and Indonesians, because they're so, what, what's so beautiful about them, <gasps> that description of them when they'll actually show you something like they, that, yeah. where they will go, you know, uh, there's no way that an Aussie will go, you know what, this is how you do it, and they'll demonstrate it, Yeah, right? no way. But Indonesian people are so beautiful yeah. that they'll actually like- They're do, rooting the, for the, me. The, they're the, really the, cheering for like, me. No, no, you get down like this, right? Yeah. These beautiful women, and they're just like really encouraging, so, beautiful totally. smiles on their faces and I feel like you would you'll They're high beautiful. five me if I get a wee in here won't yeah. you like I'm 18 months <laughs> yeah. old yeah. and it's heartbreaking to say to them or sometimes they're so encouraging, I'll go, okay, and I'll shut the door and pretend I've weed. Yeah. Because I haven't got the heart to say to them, no, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. I'll go, okay, mm. go in there, stand for a minute. I did it! Yay! And they'll go, yeah! And I'll wash my hands and leave and go, oh, God, I still need a toilet wow. I'm busting. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you've got a secret and you want to share it with Michelle, go to the link in the bio or click the link tree on Michelle's Instagram page. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, we have to give a shout-out to this lovely lady, Kerry Lynn. Uh, Kez, I hope you're listening because uh, Kerry has a suggestion which she sent me on a DM. Hey, Michelle, I wanted to leave a voice message but didn't know how. Yes, I'm a dick. Oh, no, you're not, darling. Um, Simon will tell you how shortly. She says, I've been uh, loving the podcast. Thank you so much. She's got a suggestion for us, yeah. which is, and I, I left a video to this effect um, on our little Facebook group, but I, I forgot who it was, but it's Kerry Lynn's idea. Um, she wants to. She thinks we should do a segment where we give our opinion on other people's issues. So not just secrets, but you can just, you know, leave a message going, hi, it's Kerry Lynn, or you can be anon yeah. and we'll change the voice as well and say, I have a problem slash issue. That with I my would- boss. Yes. Right. Or with my kids or with my partner or just in I my I want a pay rise. With- yes. Simon, you... Bags, you are very good at that stuff. Well, that's where I'm not. I'm not joking. You yeah. are actually really good at that stuff. So if you want to go and talk to your boss about a serious issue, mm. Bags is your guy. What's your area of specialty, do you think, Matthew? Um, you're, good, you're good with cats. You have a beautiful cat called Joni. <laughs> God, so, I don't want that to biting? be my legacy. Is you know she what? still biting, though? Yes, yeah, she yeah, is. Okay. So Matt, not that okay. good. Matt is very smart. Oh, very. Oh, thanks, right? Bags. Yeah. No, I think so. Mm, very. Because, and the reason very I, emotionally intelligent. Yeah, and, and Matt says lots of words that I always have to say, <laughs> and what does that one mean? Is that right? right? And, and, that, yeah, I do that. I'm just happy to ask. I don't, yeah. I'm, never, I'm never, like, ashamed. I'm always like, I've got no idea. So I, I would say that you've got all this vocabulary. Yes. I'm just trying to find some areas. I think that is good advice in and of itself, actually. What do you mean? To stop yourself and stop a conversation and and, and ask if you don't understand something. Mm. It took me many, many decades, I would say, to learn that. And I think I probably still don't do it enough to not just pretend you know things that you don't. Yeah, because who cares? It's also the best way to learn. I think it's a it's endearing, actually, when people do that in conversation and say, um, sorry, I don't know what that means. Mm. Yeah, it's no good to pretend to know things you don't know. It doesn't help mm. you. doesn't help anyone. So I think that's good advice. Yeah, Matt's very, very smart. No, I agree. I'm really disappointed in myself if I'm in a conversation with someone and they're like, oh, you know this. And I go, yeah. And then Same. they're talking. I'm just like, oh, I could have had a way more yeah. honest conversation with you right sure. now. Yeah. I hate it when I do that. Yeah. So, but look, see, so he's my. And I feel like Michelle. I mean, counselling is is your yeah. Your th- I mean, love getting involved in other people's lives. You're, you're, <laughs> would you be? I mean, I know you wouldn't be a counsellor now, but is that something you ever thought of? God, it's so funny. You should bring that up because no, I just because lately I've been thinking about what like these days. I feel like we can access other people's occupations 
more than ever before because of social media and all that. Like we can see a lot more of what other people's occupations really are more than we could when I was a kid. Yeah. And because of that, I sometimes think to myself, if I had my time over again, and you know I love show business and I always wanted to do what I'm what I've done with my life. Always. Mm. And I know you did as well. And you, Matthew, I think you did as well. Did you always want to do this? Did you always want to be in like show business? Yeah. <laughs> well, is this show business? Isn't it? I think I thought Matt's getting the best end of the deal here. You're in show business. Because he doesn't have to go through all the bullshit. Thanks, guys. How do you know? He maybe wear bullshit. <laughs> Bags are, we, are we are we bullshit? He's not gonna say we are if he thinks we are. You can say we are. Wave. We're probably Wave bags you, do, is, that, do that Instagram You can't wave. see it, but Bags is stomping on my foot I was right say, now. Yeah. <laughs> Bags is holding a yeah. gun to yeah, the yeah. table. He's not going to say where the bullshit. <laughs> You're going to have to ask him in like 30 years' time when he's looking back, being interviewed and go, oh, my God. So we don't even know bullshit. if we're fucking We don't bullshit. even know if we're the bullshit. We'll find out. I don't think you are. Well, also, you don't know if we're the bullshit yeah, yet. Maybe, you have maybe, to get a bit older. Maybe, okay. maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe no one in this room knows that no. we're the bullshit. Yeah. I've got, a, I've got an idea, <laughs> to be honest. But anyway, um, but my point is that these days sometimes I think, sometimes I think I, <laughs> I wish I had been a dermatologist. What? <laughs> okay, hang on. I didn't see that one coming. I know you didn't. Skin. Yeah, but specifically... Pimple popping. Oh, and you know okay, what? I know yeah. this because I yeah. follow your Instagram account and there's pimple popping all over. You know, that I love, yeah, I love Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah. First and foremost, but then I've branched out from there to all these other Dr. Pimple Poppers. Yeah. Pimple mm-hmm. Popper doctors. Mm. And so now I'm watching them thinking, God, that is making a difference to people. Yeah, it's getting something out of them. Oh, it's so rewarding, right? And like now I'm like, it's almost like ASMR to me, the yeah. sound of yeah. the rubber gloves yeah. mm. and the way they like stick. And, and they all have their own preferred tools, don't they? Like some of them use a needle yeah. to like tweezers. pop the hole in. Yeah. Some use tweezers. I saw this new tool yesterday where this person had like, it was like a round hole punch mm. and there was this like big blackhead thing and they just punched a hole in it mm. and then just sucked out the contents of how this, great like, oh how good is it especially when the hard bit comes e- out the oh god the core. and we all know you've got to get the sack you've yeah, got to get yeah. the sack otherwise yeah. it could refill yeah and so i'm loving that and i i'm loving i love it when the inside is solid yeah there's something for me about when the inside is not Gooey. Gooey, but when it's a chunk. It's been there for years. Oh. It's been like living there and just it got it was it was liquid. Yeah, but now <laughs> yeah, it's like it was. now it's like cottage cheese. <laughs> yeah. It's like a grey cottage yeah. cheese. I'm like, yes, you're my favourite. Actually, I, I was sitting there watching at the airport before <gasps> coming down here mm. today, uh, a video on your Instagram, yeah. just acting as you. How good's my Instagram, <laughs> yeah. right? Just sometimes uh, I'm me, sometimes I'm you, whatever. Yeah. And uh and I'm watching this uh blackhead, or it looks like yes. a, a on the someone back and she gets in there and then she starts she goes oh this is an ingrown hair right oh, i was just gonna say i love an ingrown hair and so she starts pulling yeah. but her hair comes out yeah. but her hair comes and then but this hair doesn't stop right yeah. and then it she eventually pulls and the skin breaks a little bit and this ball of hair oh, comes yes. out like it's it's wound and grown inside oh yeah to the point where it's actually a ball of hair like inside a curly hairball yeah but like Big. Oh, my God. I can't wait to go into my own Instagram and watch I've that. I've watched it already, so it's gone, mate. Oh, I once pulled out a hair like that out of my ex-husband, the side of his face. It was one of the one of my favourite memories of our marriage. 
And I reckon this happened in the late 90s. And it's still one of my favourite memories of our relationship. It's scarred. Mm. He has a scar from it. And I'll never forget just pulling and pulling. And he started to scream a bit. And I was like, this is a hair. And I didn't know that could even happen. Mm. I was like, this is a long hair. It's still coming. It's still <laughs> coming and coming. I was like, how does this even happen? He started screaming. I was like, hold on. Yeah. Brace, brace, totally. brace. And, yeah, and he's still got the scar there to this day. But, boy, what a ride. Yeah. It's great. It's great. And you're helping. You are getting something out of someone that's not supposed to be there. Out, man. And yeah, so now I think, gosh, if they're, it could have been my fall. It could have been my fallback job. Like my parents always said, you should get a trade. You should get a job to fall back on. I never did. Mm. Now I think maybe I would have got dermatology to fall back on. And yeah, what do they write on their gloves? They write something in biro. I think is it their. Is it their handle? Is it their the address of their dermatology okay, studio? It's right. a whole it's a whole thing. Like how many pimples have you got in your back there, Matt? I've got a few. <laughs> okay, I've got a few. Yeah, yeah, big time. I don't know. Maybe you... tonight. I'm going to have to go to Chemist Warehouse. I don't have any tools on me. Yeah, I think go. Okay. No tools. No, not my nails. Just fingers, no. mate. I, I, I've noticed some people they do that, and no, the, the commentary's like, "Oh, they're not even using gloves." That's relationshipy stuff. No, I. Well, need we're to... pretty tight here. No, mate. No, I need gloves. I'm gonna need tools. I definitely. We're gonna need Danny from HR. We're gonna have to patch Danny in. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna love this. This is a Zoom. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> this is full on. All right. Yeah, I had acne, mate, growing up. So you know, okay. I've got a few. On the back. On the back. Should we patch your wife in? Like, I feel like this. She's not into it. No, but should she know? Like, I feel like. Oh, I think she'd be happy with it. She'd be like, (laughs) yeah. Mate, do you think that if all of the videos that we've played on our podcast so far, do you think that this would be the thing that she'd be like, I reckon you should stop doing that podcast now? (laughs) (laughs) I reckon she's she's got past the point of, you know, she's like, righto, this is where he's at now. We're dealing with a lot of stuff. This is happening. Yeah. Okay. All right. Everyone's cool. sharing their secrets. Okay. I have just um, suggested you take her into a toilet cubicle next time you want to yeah, shit. I so mean, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's going to shock him. Ooh. Mate. All right. Done. Yeah. Uh, that is it for today's episode. If you want to share your secret, go to the link in the bio, and we're going to create a new link through a new speak pipe. If oh. you've just got a question, so this is not a secret. This is going to be a something you want to run up the old flagpole. Yeah. And- that can be answered on the podcast. Yeah. By a couple of experts. (laughs) (laughs) Get in touch. Yeah, do. And we'll start those in the next few weeks. We'll see you next Tuesday. Yes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.